What's good? How y'all doing this evening? Welcome to Rivalry. Welcome to Rivalry. We week on the Fila Sports Podcast. That's the forever I love Atlanta Sports Podcast. Coming to you on our Wednesday show. Always talking college football on Wednesdays. It's your boy, Coach Mario, and the genius who puts all this together, the Don. What's going on, man? How you doing this evening, Coach? How everybody doing out there tonight? Um, glad y'all can join us for another edition of Rivalry Week. This week, we're going to... Um, we're going to preview the Georgia Tech versus Temple game that is happening this Saturday. Um, if you're new to the channel, you already know what to do. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Share this content out with other Atlanta sports fanatics and Georgia college uh, fanatics. When I mean by Georgia college, I'm talking about every college in Georgia. We ain't just talking about UGA or Georgia Tech. We're talking about Georgia Southern. Um... Georgia State, Valdosta State, Kennesaw State, Fort Valley, the AU, uh, West Georgia. You know, do I need to keep going? <laughs> uh, and also hit us up in the comment section. As always, come holler. It's your hometown sports podcast. Uh, we have a special guest with us tonight, uh, John DeCaro, De De I believe. Um uh, <laughs> Did I, did I, I'm sorry if I butchered your last name. Did it's I say it right? John DiCarlo. It's cool, man. No John DiCarlo. John DiCarlo. I'm not good with names, even though my name is horrible, too. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> But, yes, uh, John DiCarlo, he's joining us tonight. Um, introduce yourself for us. Uh, so I covered Temple for uh, the Yahoo Sports Network for a website called alscoop.com. So we covered Temple football, Temple basketball, and recruiting. And uh, now Jeff Collins is back in town uh after being in Philly for the past couple of years, so it'll be interesting. Yes, it's gonna be an interesting show. Um, you know, and it's gonna be an interesting game as well. I know a lot of people, you know, they they pretty much well a lot of Temple people calling this the revenge game because I guess we took their coach from them, and yeah. a lot of Tech people saying, well, you know, we just trying to get a win. Really, that's all we really care about, just winning the football game. Um, well, technically, so. he was at he was at. Tech before he was at Temple, but yeah, who's counting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one of the places where he got his career started. Yep, yep. Uh, with O'Leary back in the heyday, back when they were when they, when they were when they were good. Yeah. All right. All right. So you ready to uh, run down uh, scores, Don? Huh? Yeah. Let's go ahead and get that out of the way. All right. Let's get started, man. We'll run down the scores from last week and let you know who they're taking on this week. Then we'll get into some Georgia Tech and Temple talk. Uh, last week, UGA had Notre Dame. They got it done 23-17. to uh, There's a bye this week down in Athens. Uh, Georgia State um, was at home. Well, I'm sorry, Georgia State had a bye. Georgia Southern had a bye last week. They'll be at home versus Louisiana Lafayette. Um, Saturday, 6 p.m., Paulson Stadium down in Georgia Southern. Georgia State last week took it on the chin, lost in overtime to Texas State. 34 to 37. Saturday, they will be playing at home, Arkansas State, 330 uh, ESPN Plus. And I'm sorry, you can also catch Georgia Southern on ESPN Plus as well. Kennesaw State had a win versus Missouri State, 35 to 24. Saturday, they're taking on Reinhardt, 6 p.m. Come on, Kennesaw State. Stop with the Reinhardts. Come on, man. Play somebody. <laughs> I mean, Kennesaw State, man, I'm I'm sorry. I'm quick complaining about Kennesaw State every week. 
<laughs> Valdosta State uh, won versus West Alabama. That was a conference game. That was uh, one of the toughest games on the schedule. They won uh, 44. I got 28 here. I think it was 44-27. Saturday, they take on Shorter College up in Rome, Georgia. That's Saturday at 6 p.m. So everybody up in northeast Georgia, northwest Georgia, Rome is, right? Yeah, Rome is northwest Georgia. Go check that one out. Um, Morehouse had a bye last week. Saturday, they take on Savannah State, 2 p.m. at BT Harvey Stadium. That is on Westview Drive, southwest Atlanta, downtown. Morehouse and Savannah State. Fellas, go check that one out, 2 p.m., telling you. <laughs> and then, while you're down there, uh, walk across the street, and you'll be at Clark, Atlanta. They lost to Central State last week, 26-19. to Saturday, they have Albany State at home at 2 p.m., so uh, it's going to be a good time down in the AU. We have um, Albany State. on at the same time, so I guess you can catch one half at one, and then catch the second half at the other. So we already know everybody going to go down well, I'm there just, and just watch the band. So Hey, I'm just going to say, you got Clark. Albany State, Morehouse, and Savannah State, and one comp- one campus. It's it's gonna be a good downtime down there. And fellas, if you're going with your wife, wear shades. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, not only that, though, man, this would have been, been a good this would have been a good weekend for us to go up, go down there, and just hang out. But I'm too old, man. For real. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm actually pretty free Saturday, and uh, I went to Morehouse. That's my uh, that's my alum. Not my, my alma mater. I couldn't even remember what to say. I'm like, no, I'm an alumni. That's the alma mater. Ooh. Guess it's time I go back. You need to go, go down there, wear, yeah. wear the Fila shirt, wear the Fila sports shirt, hand out the cards, and tell folks to subscribe to the channel. Hey, I just might take my son down there to hang out. He might change his uh, college choice. <laughs> nah, he going to go to Africa. All right. Africa, man. But go out there and promote, man. Uh, yeah, no, I was just joking, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and that brings us to Saturday. We're talking Georgia Tech versus Temple. Uh, a lot of people who you're going to be surprised once you find out the line, if you don't know the line for the sh- uh, game already. I know you guys thinking that Georgia Tech, a power five playing Temple, are supposed to beat them, right? Not so fast, my friend. Um, Temple, they play in the AAC, the American Athletic Conference. And this year they have wins over Bucknell and Maryland and a loss to Buffalo. And notable players from Georgia uh, on Temple roster are quarterback Josh Jones, redshirt junior from Westlake. I remember Josh Jones from Westlake. And Jacoby Sharp, a freshman DN from Lanier High School. All right. And that brings us to the topic tonight. Um, John, thanks for joining us again. No problem, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And the main thing, if people don't know, um, Tech's head coach, Jeff Collins, uh, first-year head coach. He was the head coach at Temple last year. Mm-hmm. And so, Temple, that means you guys have a first-year coach this year, um, Coach Carey. How has the transition been from Coach Collins to Cam- Coach Carey? What are, what are the ma- major differences, if any, between the two regimes and philosophies? I, I think the biggest difference is uh, – and I'll, I'll preface this by saying I like Jeff a lot. Like Jeff, Dave Patnode, uh, Andrew Thacker, got to know those guys pretty well. But, but Rod Carey is a little less gimmicky than Jeff. Jeff is very into, and he, I guess he has to be, the brandings, like, the social media, stuff <laughs> like that. Loves that. Um, he's very into that. Practices were lively. I mean, he had leprechauns at practice at one point, and people were like, what's going on? Uh, in the spring game last year, uh, guys that had performed well enough in the classroom had their Twitter handles on the back of their jerseys, and he was proud of that. Um, 
Rod's a little bit more. I mean, he's a he's a Midwestern guy. He played at Indiana. Uh, had spent the last six years as the head coach at Northern Illinois. A little bit more of like a meat and potatoes type of guy. The practices are still fairly lively. There's music there. The guys are into it. But Rod's a little bit more, okay, let's get down to business. Um, a little less. I mean, he's he's on social media, not as much as Jeff. I, I'd say that's one of the main differences. Um, you know, I think he's just, you know, not that, the, not that the tech staff isn't focused. And I think it'll take a little while for them to get things turned around. But I think they eventually will. But I think that's the biggest difference. Jeff really, really... Yeah, his weekly Tuesday press conferences were sometimes 25 minutes, a half hour. He'd have like an eight-minute, ten-minute opening statement. He'd talk about the scout team players of the week, the the awards that you didn't even think they had of the <laughs> week. Um, and Rod starts with kind of a brief opening statement and just gets right to it. But he's a little bit more forthright with injuries. Uh, a couple years ago, um, you know, or even just different stuff. Like a couple years ago, Temple opened up at Notre Dame. And Jeff Collins said, you might see all three quarterbacks play. You'll see when we get there. And I'm thinking to myself, this, this posturing is not going to help you because they didn't have the roster at the time to beat Notre Dame. And uh, Josh Adams ran all over them and Brandon Wimbush did. And uh, so they're, they're, that's probably the main difference there. Um, but, you know, these players in the program are used to transition. Matt Rule was their coach not long ago. He left to go down to Baylor. Jeff Collins, who's a friend of Matt Rule's, uh, succeeds him coming up from uh, being the defensive coordinator at Florida. And and so these guys, I think they've adopted this mentality of like, hey, Temple's the mentality we have. We're, you know, no matter who our coach is, we're going to go out there and play hard. So um, so there's some some differences there, but still a lot of talent on the roster. And, uh, you know, they're definitely looking forward to Saturday's game. Yeah, I, I, know, uh, I know Coach Carey. Um, he was kind of the, um, I ain't going to say architect uh, for NIU. Um, I yep. remember the head coach, the head coach that was there, he left to go coach at North Carolina yep. and Kerry was, was left there. Cause he had the coach in that orange, I believe it was in the orange bowl and they got beat. Yeah. Yep. So, against Florida state. Against Florida state. Yep. Cause I remember Devontae Freeman and, um, all them were still there and, uh, Jalen yep. Ramsey. But, um, but yeah, Kerry, I think he, he'd be a good coach for you guys. Um, I say the problem. I think the only issue y'all would probably run against would probably be the recruiting. That's it. But y'all, y'all been y'all beat Maryland. That's that's huge. I don't, I don't even think my you know my team right now. My team. Look, I'm a tech supporter. <laughs> I am, but right now I don't even think Michigan has a chance against against Maryland. To be honest with you, and we play in the same it conference, so. Yeah, I mean, they, they, Temple's beaten Maryland two two years in a row now. They went down last year on the road and beat them down there when they started off 0-2, and then they beat them this year when they were ranked now. Uh, Temple obviously went up to Buffalo last weekend and played a terrible game. Four turnovers, they had a bad snap on a punt. Um, the players will never admit to this. I think they were kind of feeling themselves a little bit. They might have been looking ahead to this game. Uh, I think they'll be a lot more focused heading into Saturday, but – you know, beating or, or playing against power five teams. I, I think generally speaking, you know, you guys are down in college football country down there. I think it, you're, you're in the ACC. Um, I, I think there's just kind of just a general, I don't know, people aren't as familiar with the American, but it's still a good league. I mean, Temple has almost as many, uh, almost twice as many players in the NFL right now as Georgia Tech has. I mean, they've been a, they've been a really good program. I think that line is a little, I'm not a big betting guy. What is it nine and a half right now? The point spread. So, yeah. 
I don't know. I think it'll be a closer game. But if Temple does what it's supposed to do, what it can do, and uh, eradicate some of the mistakes they made last week, I think they'll win this game. I think they have the talent to win the game. I think Jeff and and that staff, I think they'll get things turned around. But you guys are familiar with the program. They're completely changing over that offense. They're completely changing over a scheme where, you know, they had been recruiting guys to play in the triple option, right, or the wishbone. So uh, I think it'll take them a little bit of time. If I'm Temple, I'm concerned about Tech's secondary. I'm not as concerned about their offense. The, the quarterback situation is interesting. you got to prepare for a couple guys. But um, I think it'll be a fun game to cover just because of the subplot of Jeff coming back. And, you know, the players can say all they want. Oh, we worry about us. We worry about us. And they have to. And I think they're going to have to stay focused on that. But it, it'll be a fun atmosphere. Okay. Um, and, um, yeah. And for y'all to beat Maryland two two years in a row, that should be y'all should go ahead and create a uh, rivalry because Maryland's not that far from Temple, um, right? So, well, I'll well, I'll make I'll I'll make um three things about the general college Southern football fan, John. <laughs> they don't know where Temple is. Nope. They think Temple is only a basketball school. And they'd be surprised to find out Temple is favored to win this football game. Well, the Temple's actually been a little bit more of a football school recently. They've, they've gone to the NCAA tournament. NCAA tournament. They haven't so much. They're not exactly performing at the level of uh, you know, what they did years ago with John Chaney. Now Aaron McKee's the head coach, a former Sixer, played with Allen Iverson. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, it's, it's actually one of the better college football turnaround stories in America. Uh, back in 2004 2005 temple's board of trustees almost voted to drop the program entirely and wow. it passed by one vote and then they brought in al golden al golden revived the program when, when al golden took over they were the worst program in america it was either temple or buffalo you could take your pick yep. and temple was they were lucky to out recruit villanova or umass that's the level that they were recruiting at and uh, slowly but surely got them turned around in 2009 they played in the eagle bank bowl in dc against ucla uh, and they started going to some bowl games and uh, won a bowl game and started sending guys to the NFL again. So, I mean, it's still – this is a pro sports town through and through. Everybody right now is concerned about what the Eagles are going to do tomorrow night against Aaron Rodgers and, you know, if, if Deshaun Jackson is ever going to come back healthy again and stuff like that. But people have gotten more interested in college football and Temple. So, um, yeah, they've sent a lot of guys to the NFL. They had three guys drafted in the last uh, in the last draft. So, they're not recruiting at an Alabama level. They're not recruiting at an LSU level, but they have out recruited Penn State on occasion. They've out recruited Pitt on occasion. They're they are out recruiting Maryland and uh, some ACC programs on several occasions. So they're starting to recruit at a higher level. But uh, you know, Jeff Collins would say it when he was at Temple. This is a developmental program. You know, I think every every program is a developmental program. You got to bring in guys. A lot of them redshirt, even at places like Alabama. But yeah, they've got a lot of talent. Again, if it's pound for pound on Saturday, Temple should win the game. Uh, Anthony Russo, their quarterback, has to play well. He's He's got an NFL arm. He's been known to throw some interceptions. He's got to play better than he did last week. The most interesting thing will be what Jeff Collins knows about the Temple roster. He's known these guys for, for two years. He recruited some of them, not all of them, but he knows their tendencies. But Temple staff has also had two years' worth of film to watch to see what you know, what Jeff and Dave Patnode and Andrew Thacker did last year. So, again, if I'm Temple, I'm not as concerned. You know, those quarterbacks can make some plays. They can, but the Tech's offense hasn't been good. And that's, I think, kind of what people would expect in this transition. But defensively, they've, uh, Rod Carey talked about this week. They've got a good secondary. They've got 
you know, their safeties are in the 6'1", 6'2", you know, 215, 220 range. They've got guys that can make plays back there. Uh, but if they execute the way they, they are capable of, I think they'll win. Um, certainly, um, certainly uh, Tech, Tech's hadn't been, able, we hadn't been able to throw the ball down the field. So the offense has been pretty much run dimensional because there's no no vertical passing game or no, no you know, right. everything is sticks, everything is a comeback. So mm-hmm. the offense is certainly um, a work in progress. But uh, you you – you said something interesting uh, talking about, you know, that you guys have been more successful in football lately more than basketball. So, like I said, Tech fans would be surprised to find out or general college football fans would be surprised to find out that Temple is the favorite. Mm-hmm. Do Temple fans expect to be beating the Georgia Techs and um, the Maryland's or, or, you know, are they giddy when they win those games or are they fully expecting to win the game on Saturday? It's, you know, it's, it's funny. It's, it's a fickle fan base. I mean, I think they're into football. Um, I think the, in, in big time college football towns, I think the fans turn out regardless. I mean, again, it's it, temples in a pro sports city and sometimes their fan base emulates like a pro sports fan base where they're up and down and up and down. And, um, you know, if they can get, 30, 30, you know, 31, 32,000 people at the game Saturday. That's a really good crowd up here. Um, but they can, I'm sure the fan base is upset because they got, I think, seven votes in each poll after they beat Maryland. So they were on the verge of cracking the top 25, and then they went to Buffalo and just really played terribly. And but by the time they started getting back into the game, it was too late. So part of the fan base is thinking, okay, you know, it figures just as Temple's about to get ranked, they lose a game that they should win. Uh, but I think there's going to be a lot of interest in this game. But, yeah, I think they, there are people in the fan base who do expect the team to win games like this. You know, 2015, Temple opened its season at Lincoln Financial Field. They beat Penn State 27-10. to 10. They sacked Christian Hackenberg 11 times. And there were a lot of NFL players on that roster. Later on that season, you know, they started off 7-0. and um, I don't know if you guys remember this, college football game day, ESPN game days in town in Philly which I never, ever would have thought would have happened at some point. Again, this is a program that almost got dropped. They're playing Notre Dame on ABC and National College Football Game of the Night. Again, that just doesn't happen too much up here. It's a pro sports town. So they've gotten a taste of big-time football. So they beat Maryland this year. They beat Maryland uh, They beat Maryland last year. They've beaten Penn State before. I mean, it was the first time in a long time. But And they've been competitive with Power 5 teams. They really should have beaten Notre Dame back in 2015. They were winning. Deshaun Kaiser leads them on a late drive, throws a touchdown pass to Will Fuller, safety cuts the wrong way. Otherwise, they win that game. So they're able to compete. Again, they're not, you know, they're not out recruiting Nick Saban all the time. That's rare. They still have to get, you know, the three-star guys and develop them and coach them up. But they've had a record of getting guys into the NFL. So um, I, I think Temple's fan base, for the most part, knows that Temple should win this game. But, you know, they're like any fan base. They can be a little crazy. They're you know, I'm sure they're they're worried about what Jeff Collins knows and the tendencies. And again, you've got the head coach and both coordinators and a couple of position coaches down there. Um, you know, Larry Knight, uh, Nate Burton. You know, guys that that know this roster pretty well. So that'll be an advantage. But again, if I think it comes down to if it comes down to talent, Temple's Temple should win. I think it'll be a close game. I don't know if they win by ten, but yeah, we'll see. Hey Don, hey Don, were were you just shocked? Immediately, like the, when you first heard that Temple was the favorite, were you shocked? Um, not really. Um, both teams are really going through to a transition. 
you know, Tim has first year coach and we have first year coach. But right now, you know, we're I skip, you know, we 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 play in the ACC. So just keep it 100, but it's kind of embarrassing when we lost to the Citadel. <laughs> you know, I'm just going right. to keep I'm just going to keep it 100, <laughs> you know, I I'm not trying to troll anything like that but no like, it's just you know no. facts. we lost that's to the real that that's real the team we should have won won against um like i said like you can't lose at it, home exactly. to the citadel you one you should never be playing at the citadel so you shouldn't be losing exactly. at the citadel you because you never be playing there but no you can't lose to the exactly. citadel you can't and, and, and here's my, thing. my expectations was already low for the for this tech squad uh this year and I said like five, five <laughs> games, five or six games, we'd be straight. All right, five or six games, we cool. Um, yeah, I mean, if they go to a bowl, I think yeah. that's a success. Six, six wins, wins go, to go to a bowl. I, 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 I think that just the coaching staff would be, you know, of course they're not gonna be jumping up and down about six wins, but I think inside, you know, it's quality. They'd be like, okay, you know, not too bad. Yeah, exactly. So go to yeah. the chat real quick. Yep. Uh, we got uh, Jonathan Foskey and that Georgia boy joining us. Uh, our probably two most loyal guys. We know what Trey will do. Trey going to join right at the end. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, um, one thing that um, player a player that <clears throat> Georgia Tech or we need to be concerned about, if you don't know, um, Isaiah Wright. And it's not uh, the same Isaiah Wright from um, – Last chance, you. If people are getting that confused, <laughs> it's not the same Isaiah Wright. Uh, the thing that I was shocked about, because I did know about Isaiah Wright, I'm a, you know, uh, I knew about his return game. What I didn't know until I started preparing the notes for this, uh, for this show, I didn't know he was six two two twenty. That dude returns punts like a little scat bag. That dude, mm-hmm. is he that big for real? I think he's a logistic <laughs> dude, yeah. He's, he's very quick. That's actually the one area where he so far has been held in check. Um, I mean, I wouldn't expect anybody to really notice, especially down there. First week of the season, they played Bucknell. Bucknell's a bad FCS team. Mm-hmm. Temple beat the crap out of them. It was an easy game. But Bucknell has a guy who's an NFL caliber punter who probably, if he's not drafted, he's going to end up on somebody's roster. So okay. he was able to really kick the ball downfield. Isaiah really wasn't able to get too many returns. He had a 51-yard kickoff return last week at Buffalo, but teams have done a good job of either kind of really just kind of getting the ball up there long enough to where he can't set up a return or having so much been kicking it away from him. Um, actually, in the Maryland game, he had a lot of – fair caught a lot of punts, and so they kept him in in, uh, in check there. But, um, yeah, he's dangerous. I mean, he he – I think he has five career returns. It's been great in the return game. But now Temple, I think this staff is doing a better job of utilizing him as a receiver. Uh, one of the things that was kind of puzzling, especially last year, was Dave Patnode, who's now Georgia Tech's offensive coordinator, not really using him or utilizing him as much uh, in uh, just in the, in the offense. So through three games last season, he was targeted 21 times, had seven catches for 68 yards and a touchdown. Through three games this season, he's been targeted 32 times, has 20 catches, 168 yards, and three touchdowns. So he's already, you know, I think last year alone he was targeted 66 times and had 33 catches. So he's almost halfway to that mark through three games. So that was a point of frustration for fans last year. You have a guy who, if he stays on track, you know, I, I don't know where he'll be drafted. I think he'll probably be drafted somewhere because he has NFL cutback ability, speed, um, good football IQ and awareness. 
and they just weren't really throwing the ball in his direction that much last year. This staff, Mike Uremovich, who's Rod Carey's offensive coordinator, had just said, like, yeah, I'd be I'd, I'd be a fool not to get him the ball at least 10 or 12 times a game or throw his way 10 or 12 times a game. So he's been really effective as a receiver. Uh, we'll see if he can break off a return Saturday, whether it's a kickoff or a punt return. But again, the staff's well aware of him. Uh, we'll see if they kick away from him or if they're confident in kicking the ball to him. But uh, yeah, he's always a threat to take one back. He has that type of ability, but he's been really effective as a receiver too. Well, one thing that well, one thing that um I know about Tech, uh, Tech actually has a really dynamic punter as well, and he's he specializes at the uh, sky punt. So I'm pretty sure we'll see plenty of that on uh, mm-hmm. Saturday. Yeah, Percy Harvin, Percy Harvin is his name, and he's like one of the biggest kids on the team as well. And I've stood next to him a couple times. Uh, if you guys don't know, just pull up a picture of Tech's punter and just know he's down about 20 pounds from last year. Yeah. And he's still cute. So if you never Google Percy Harvin, not that one, Percy Harvin, Georgia Tech's punter, this dude is huge. The first time I ever stood next to him, I'm like, you not the nose guard? Like, you punt? But the thing about a lot of people don't know about Tech, Tech always, uh, like, um, produce a lot of special teams players for the NFL. So. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, uh, uh, I was laughing because when I made the joke earlier about Trey joined right as we were uh, losing, he's an, another one of our loyal listeners. He joined right as I made that comment. <laughs> That's why I was laughing a little bit. Read, read um, Jonathan, um, but uh, things out there. Jonathan said, "I got one Georgia Tech fan in my family. He married in. Obviously, we dogs around here. <laughs> he hoped Georgia Tech could get into a bowl this year." I hope so. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I thought the Tech could win six wins coming into the – but losing to Citadel, I mean, you needed that to get the six. So, oh, Jonathan, I don't know. I mean, you know, I have to go. But once you lose to Citadel, all bets are off now because uh, we are about to get to the predictions now. I guess I'll go ahead and jump the gun. Uh, I think this – I think Temple's going to win this one 26, like 19. Yeah, I think I think Temple is uh, – uh, you know, it's, it's it's interesting. Yeah, Temple upset that they lost to Buffalo, and you have Georgia Tech upset, upset that they lost to Citadel. But flat out, Temple is just a better team. I'm sorry, like you said, they they just they're just a better team. Offensively, they have better talent. They mm-hmm. haven't been performing as such, but they just have better talent offensively. And I think Tech win will will lose the game. So, uh. I'm not sure Tech gonna get to uh, a bowl. What do you think, Don? Um, hey, I'm not finna count them out yet. <laughs> I I wait till mid the middle of next month. If we keep losing, then yeah, I'm okay. just gonna say yeah, we ain't going. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Before before we pass, Don, I gotta ask you: Have you ever heard of a six-two-two twenty punt returner? Well, Tim Brown, I guess. But man, being compared man. to Tim Brown, yeah, boy, mm-hmm. man, I can't think of another. Can you think of somebody else that size done that return punts? I don't. I I can't. And Julio ain't even. Julio's not even. Pat Peterson, even yeah, Pat. Julio's like two fifteen. Yeah, Pat Peterson, I guess. Yeah, Pat Pat Pete, I guess. Somebody just told me that he's that big. Julio Jones isn't two hundred twenty pounds. So he's like two fifteen, I believe. He might be two twenty. He looked like it. He yeah. looked like an <laughs> eagle. Yeah. You're an Eagles fan, John. Yeah, I mean, I, I've grown up in the area. I, I covered them for a little while when I, I when I first got out of college. So, um, I mean, the Eagles had that game won, and then you know Matt Ryan calls the audible, and uh, 
you know, uh, game over after that. And he reminded people why he's one of the top five receivers in the league. So he looked like he was 220. And what's your thoughts about Matt Ryan? Because, you you know, Matt Ryan's from the <laughs> Philly area. Like, what what's your thoughts on Matt Ryan? I, I think he's a great quarterback. I'm a little biased. Again, he literally – so he's from Exton, which is a suburb of Philadelphia. It's pretty much where I grew up. Okay. So he um, – he could have gone to a really good high school in that area. He went to Penn Charter, so I uh, went to a charter school around here. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'd be curious to hear what you guys think about. I don't know if he's like underappreciated down there or people <laughs> scrutinize him. Or, um, I mean, I think he's. I think he's a heck of a quarterback, but because he hasn't, you know, um, I don't know. I, I I think he's. I think he's a heck of a quarterback, but I don't right. know. Again, let's, every let's, fan let's... base. Every fan base is always hard on their quarterbacks, so I don't know what the, I don't know what the vibe is down there. All in Atlanta, right. Let me let me. All right. I'm 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 gonna give you two things. Yeah. Now ask your question. Yes, our fan base are wishy washy against him um, because mm-hmm. of he doesn't he haven't won a ring. They expect right. Matt Ryan to do everything. And I tell people mm-hmm. football is a team sport. Right. Matt Ryan can't play defense. Matt Ryan can't right. uh, do special teams. Matt Ryan can't coach the dog on team. Like it's mm-hmm. a team sport. Like Matt Ryan, the team really has failed him far as getting him a good defense, far mm-hmm. as getting him a good run game, uh, special teams, and great coaching. Like all that, just like this situation <laughs> out there in uh, Los Angeles with, uh, with Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers mm-hmm. is a great quarterback, but you know he hasn't had the, the talent around, around him. People say you got. You got whip. He got Julio. Yes, it's offense, but you got to keep the other right. team from scoring. Just like mm-hmm. how y'all won y'all Super Bowl a couple of seasons ago, y'all had a well-round team. Y'all had a good defense that that uh, that forced turnovers. It's the only way they were able to win it. I mean, everybody in Philadelphia thought the season was over when Carson Wentz got hurt. Yep. Nick Foles did not play well in the regular season finale. I mean, it didn't mean much. They played the Raiders, but I mean, Philly had not won a Super Bowl, and that was, I mean, that that changed everything in the city. They finally got a Super Bowl. Didn't happen the way Philadelphia thought it was going to happen, but I agree with you with Matt Ryan. I mean, he, if he never wins a Super Bowl, he'll be compared to someone like Dan Marino, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe someone like Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb got scrutinized Jim, here. Got, Jim Kelly. You know, got to a Super Bowl, never won it. Even going as far back as Randall Cunningham, I mean, he, he was a dynamic quarterback. They had a great defense back in the 80s, but Buddy Ryan never surrounded him with, like, great great receivers or a great running back so i mean i i get i think ryan's a hell of a quarterback i think if people say he's not a hell of a quarterback i don't know what they're looking at but i you know like this like you said i agree with you everything has to kind of come together for them to win a super bowl so he's knocked on the knocked on the door of it but just hasn't been able to get it done but again as you said it's a team sport all right another thing um would you trade and a lot of people always <laughs> talk about trade matt ryan trade matt ryan so let's put it like this here would you trade would trade Matt Ryan for Carson Wentz? Would you do that? Would I do that? I would not do that now just because of the age factor. Yeah. And I think Carson's got a lot of great football ahead of him. Uh, but but not looking at I, the age. But not looking at the age factor because if you look at it, Matt Ryan, knock on wood, he's has never been injured like that. He's always stayed healthy. And quarterbacks now, like you look at Drew Brees and Tom Brady. Right. Like they playing well in their forties now, and Matt Ryan's mm-hmm. only what thirty four, thirty five, so 34. he can play a good seven to eight more years if he wanted to. Yeah, maybe so. I, I mean, I, I still stay with Wentz just because of, because of his potential <laughs> to to make some plays outside the pocket. Not that Ryan can't do that, but I mean, obviously Matt Ryan's body of work 
there's more there. Um, Carson's still got to prove himself a little bit. He's in a weird position where he helped get them to the to the doorstep of, of, uh, of a high seed in the playoffs, and then Nick Foles finished it off. Yeah. And so when he was around as the backup last year, Carson got hurt again. Carson still has to prove he can stay healthy, and he's got to prove that he can win a Super Bowl. Again, that's no easy task, but I'd give the edge to Carson, but obviously Matt Ryan has the, the, the longer, uh, longer tenure body of work. Yeah, I, my you know, I'm gonna end it like this. I I really think y'all should never got rid of Nick Foles. That's just my opinion. Uh, mm. I just I just hope I just hope Wentz can stay healthy. This know? is gonna sound this is gonna sound crazy to some people, but um, I think some people in Philadelphia think this way. Nick Foles is a heck of a quarterback. He won a Super Bowl, but I mean, what happened to him? It's you know a freak thing down in Jacksonville. He goes down there, gets hurt already. But Nick. You know, I don't know what would have happened if he did that over the the course of an entire season. Um, you know, he's the guy that won the Super Bowl, but I think Carson has more raw ability. But um, I, I mean, I don't think they could have held on to him. You can't keep two quarterbacks like that on the roster, Nick. You you would have had to pay both of them, uh, extend some guys and stuff like that. So they had to they had to move on from one of them. And I don't think you're going to move on from the guy that you drafted number two overall. Yeah. I just you know I'm you know I'm, we go we gonna get back on to college because you know it's a college show, but I just yep. I just think is if I'm Carson Wentz I know it gotta be eating me up every day every time I drive ride around Lincoln Financial Field and I see that statue of Nick Foles and uh, Doug Peterson mm-hmm. outside the stadium like that has to eat me up a lot yeah you have a ring yes you you yes you was on the team you was injured. But you know, as the the franchise quarterback, and you want it, you want a Super Bowl. You're not even like you don't even have a statue. That that you guys, you guys sure you haven't been listening to Philly Sports Talk Radio up here sometimes? No, <laughs> I don't. No. Look, man, no, look, look, we look, some look, of the, look, look, we've some been of the busy. Stuff they talk about we've been busy uh, winning um, NL East championships, man. <laughs> well, I, I will say this because I think he's I think he's he's watching right now. My assistant editor. A guy named Kyle Gauss does a great job for us. He lived in Georgia when he was younger. He's an Eagles fan, but I think he lived, and I should know this by now, he lived either in Athens or somewhere outside of Athens. So he's a big Braves fan. So he just harasses everybody up here and <laughs> reminds everybody uh, that listens to our podcast that the that the Braves are very well positioned to dominate the NL East for, <laughs> I don't know, maybe the next 10 years yes. because of their yes. farm system and they have one of the best young players in the game. So. We got one Braves fan on our staff. Hey, and tell him to come holler at his hometown on uh, Sports Podcast. Tell him to subscribe to our channel. I will. I'll tell him. <laughs> All right. All right. We, uh, we'll give our predictions for the game real quick. Um, num- numero Uno joined us in the chat. Thanks for Numero Uno. He says he has Temple winning the game 35-20, to 20, and Temple's going to block an extra point. That's a random thing to say no more you know you have some uh insight there or you just nostradamus and see that happening and uh jonathan foskey said julio said he was 227 coming into the hall of fame game oh and uh he also said very underappreciated talking about matt very underappreciated here john you have no idea um (laughs) Uh, yeah, Georgia boy pretty much J- talking about the punter. Talking about that's a uh, D tackle. There ain't no punter. Oh, you did see him? Okay. I, yeah, so he saw he, he Googled him. Yeah, he is. He like a D tackle. Uh, Jonathan Foske said, I don't know about eight, Don. That might be much. Uh, I forgot what he's referencing there. 
Uh, oh, eight, eight, eight wins for Tech. Is that what you? Oh, I never said eight wins. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what six. you. Uh, Trey said, "I have a question. Why does Georgia Tech not get more support than UGA gets? Is it because UGA is in the SEC? Um, it's that UGA is football crazy, Trey, and they over the years have promoted and done more to. They they've spent more." on football I'll say than Tech has and they just have a bigger alumni and following and in following the, in the city. Uh Tech has a huge alumni, but Tech many of Tech alumni go and spread out across the country. Not saying the UGA alumni don't, but UGA has more alumni here in Metro it, Atlanta. But and just the more thing, you guys and I don't know how old you guys are in the chat, but back in the nineties Tech Tech was the school. Tech was a school in the state. I don't care what anybody say. Like Tech, Tech ruled Georgia, the state of Georgia. All right. Um, I guess when George O'Leary left Tech, pretty much everything started going downhill. All right. That was like in the early two thousands, and then Mark Rick for him too. Know, for him too. <laughs> Mark Rick came into uh, into Athens and you know changed the culture. You know, uh, UGA pretty much was knocking on the door to get into the national championship some seasons under Mark Rick and you know you know it's it all depends tech tech gets love tech gets love it's just the thing is it all depends on what side of the fence you stand on you know like we know basketball tech has that you know football UGA been having that uh, sold up in the state for the past what 15 years 16 years now so and you know you had some Tech beating um, UGA a couple of times here and there, but you know it's it's all about bragging rights. You know when that good old fashioned um, hate game come come around Thanksgiving uh, break, hey, whichever team wins, they got bragging rights for the whole year. All right, so we'll uh, run through the rest of the comments and then we'll um, wrap up with the predictions. Um, <laughs> that Georgia boy said he doesn't even talk football on Twitter no more. It's pointless. For, for real. I just scroll and I'll like, yeah, I don't have time. I ain't got time for <laughs> uh, GT, GT 90 joined us. Thanks, uh, GT Bohunter. He said, at Trey Simple, they win a bunch of games, they have a bigger audience, and they draw big-time players. My Jackals will get back there, though. Yeah, I mean, he has a point there, Trey. Uh, Post. Um, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, subscribe to the channel, please. We appreciate it. Thank you. And Jonathan said the eight was uh, in reference that you said um, Matt might play eight more years. Yeah, That's what he was talking about. Look, Matt Ryan could play eight more years. If, 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 yeah, that Georgia boy said he'll give him five right. or six. I we're going to see. We're going to see. I'm telling y'all, Matt Ryan, if we building this offensive line to protect Matt Ryan, this man can play well in his 40s. Look at Drew Brees. Drew Brees is pretty much playing in, in his 40s. Like, um... Um, but Philip Rivers, he I think he's almost forty or something, forty something. Like these quarterbacks now, and the rules how how the rules change now. These quarterbacks can play tonight, like they're forty three, forty four, no problem. All right, but go ahead. Yeah, uh, GT Bowhunter said, <clears throat> "Yep, minus a few mid nineties years, Tech was a powerhouse." And that Georgia boy says Tech will lose twenty eight seventeen. Don, uh, what's your prediction? And we'll let uh, John finish it off. What you think, Don? It's gonna happen um, Saturday. I think 
Temple's going to win. Uh, I think this game will go. To, to be honest with you, I think this game will go to overtime, <laughs> and mm. y'all gonna end up. <laughs> y'all, let me just yeah. um, y'all gonna end up winning the game. I say twenty-eight to twenty-four. All right, so prop bets if you're into it. There's going to be a block, extra point, and overtime. So if you're into prop bets, <laughs> uh, make sure you uh, shoot Feli Sports some money because you got those here. <laughs> so what you think is going to uh, I think I'll stick with the prediction I had on our podcast. I think I, very literally a point off of yours at, at Temple winning uh, 27 to 20. Um, I think it'll be closer. You know, if Temple plays – the way they should they could win this game by a couple touchdowns but i just think the factor of jeff and his staff being familiar with this team i I think he'll get uh he'll get that defense to play hard uh but if temple plays the way it's capable of on defense they could force a couple of turnovers they need to uh but i'll i'll stick with 27 to 20 i think there'll be a little extra motivation obviously on both sides but temple should win this game Okay. And GT Bohunter wanted to throw his um, prediction in. He thinks Tex wins the game going away 27-14. He thinks Tobias Oliver and Jordan Mason control the clock with a brutal ground game. If you guys don't know, Jordan Mason is the tailback and Tobias Oliver is the quarterback. Um, oh, I'm sorry. One thing I did want to ask you about. I, <laughs> I noticed on you guys' roster you had a player from Sweden. What's up with that? Sweden. What's up with yeah, that? Two players, <laughs> two players from Sweden. They're For starting. Real? Yeah, so Victor Stolfo, I think, is the guy that you're talking about, true freshman. Okay. Uh, and then Isaac Moore, their starting left tackle, uh, is from Sweden. So, I mean, Jeff recruited him. There's a guy up Sweden here. pipeline, huh? <laughs> well, there's a guy named Brandon Collier, who is a former NFL player. He has something going where he's he's gotten some of these guys to come over oh, to the okay. States. So, I mean, Isaac Moore did not play. He didn't play well last week, but he's, he's – I mean, they think he's – I mean, every coach thinks that a lot of their players are future <laughs> pros, but um, he's good. I mean, he's starting to play better. Um so the the one guy again, Moore's their starting left tackle. Victor is a guy who they're hoping to to bring along as as a future tackle. I think he's like six eight. So um, yeah, they have a couple guys. A third guy that actually had on the roster but just left. So yeah, I mean they're you know programs are getting kids from Germany now. They're getting them from Sweden. They're getting them from Canada. So any way that the programs can find an edge. Again, not everybody's going to be able to recruit uh, like Alabama, um, like Georgia. You know, if you're Temple, you're not getting DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift's leaving Philly and going down to Georgia. So, um, but, yep. So, uh, up his cousin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they got two guys from Sweden on the roster. That was, that's that's what's up. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was <laughs> I, I was flipping through the roster and I saw that and my eyes was like, what? Yep. All right. So, you guys, um, Georgia Tech and Temple, uh, Saturday, 3.30 uh, and Temple. The game is on CBS Sports South, I believe, or Fox Sports South, I believe, 3.30 kickoff. Uh, tune in. Um, both teams coming off <clears throat> very, very disappointing losses. Uh, lots of intersecting storylines in this game with the coach coming from there. So it uh, should be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, 3.30 on Saturday, everybody tune in. <clears throat> uh, Final thoughts done? Got anything um, to add? Nothing right now. Um, I'm, I'll plug everything before we uh, head out. 
But go ahead, GT Bo uh, Hunter. He said, yeah. "Don't forget the Temple lost to a terrible Buffalo team last week." And then he also <laughs> he had to throw that in yeah, there last week. That, uh, <laughs> he he wants yeah. to end it with that. He huh? also said that he subbed. Uh, appreciate you, man. We really appreciate when y'all uh, subscribe to the channel. That means a lot to us. That means we're growing. So, man, I'm really showing my age because I was like, "What the subbed me?" <laughs> Subscribed, okay. I'm with the lingo. <laughs> All right, uh, one more time, John. Let them know who you are, where they can check you out at, where they can read you your stuff. Check us out at alscoop.com. Again, we're the site in the rivals and Yahoo Sports Network and covers Temple football, Temple basketball. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at jdicarlo, J D I C A R L O, and at alscoop. So it's O W L S C O O P underscore com. So again, cover Temple football and basketball. And uh, yeah, appreciate you guys having me on. It's been fun. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Anything else you want to plug? Anything else you want to plug? Yeah, Million check, subscribers. Check, check out. Uh, well, check out. Uh, we got a podcast too. We have a podcast called The Scoop. You can find us on iTunes. Uh, we have a weekly podcast where um, you know, talk football, talk basketball, of course, talk recruiting. Everybody wants to know about recruiting. Um, so we got the podcast going, and then check out our game coverage Saturday. We'll be down at Lincoln Financial Field. We we'll have a few reporters there. Uh, and uh, again, should be fun, should be interesting. See Jeff Collins and that staff again. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining once again. Uh, Don, check out Don tomorrow. Don's doing a Falcons preview for the game on Thursday. So, everybody, y'all should make sure y'all check out Don's preview show tomorrow. That, um, yeah, so tomorrow. Yeah, oh, tomorrow I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do your thing, John. Um, I guess faint. See, that's the thing about our um, our brand now. People are coming to us now and wanting to come on our show to talk about their predictions of Falcons games, or Braves games, <laughs> or even college games. And you know, I'm you know we don't we don't turn away from um, from debates. <laughs> we don't turn away from all uh, sports arguments. So you know, I want I want, we all, want the all the smoke exactly. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, M Brand, she's going to come on tomorrow. She's an avid uh, Tennessee fan, and she also a sports journalist. So she's going, yeah, Tennessee so Titans, a, yeah, Tennessee, not Tennessee Volunteers. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> you see it right like, in a couple what? of weeks, but um, yeah, she's going to come on to talk about the Tennessee Titans versus Atlanta Falcons game. That show will be live tomorrow at nine o'clock. So just come back and watch that tomorrow with me. Well, come in and just you know come live with us in the live chat. And talk about the on the game on Sunday. Um, if you're new to the channel, you already know what to do. Hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, share this content out with other Atlanta sports fanatics and Georgia's uh, college fanatics, and hit that um, yeah, hit that like button, blow it up, and uh, also hit us up in the comment section. Everybody in the chat, um, appreciate y'all joining us tonight. Uh, Come back in tomorrow. Tell everybody else who Falcons fans. I know everybody want to hear about the Falcons. It's a down week because we lost against Indianapolis. Everybody don't understand that these past three games, we played against playoff teams. So, hey, it is what it is. But just come uh, come holler at us tomorrow in the chat so I can hear y'all predictions and comments and all that. Uh, j thank you, John, for coming on to the show. We really appreciate, appreciate it. No problem, guys. I appreciate it. It's been fun. All right. Thank you. And as always, come holla. The Hometown Sports Podcast. Hometown Sports Podcast. Um, Coach just said that we have a pair partner now. 
we're gonna reveal that Sunday. Um, yeah, we have a sponsor now. We have a sponsor that's sponsoring our show. Uh, we'll let the cat out the bag on Sunday, and also on Sunday show we're gonna be R.I.P. R.I.P. Call a tease, done. Huh? That's what they call a tease in the business. I just yeah. teased it. Yeah, we teased it. All right. On Sunday show, I'll go ahead and let y'all know what's going on Sunday show. Sunday show, R.I.P. R.I.P. to our Atlanta Thrashers. You know, the Thrashers been out of the city for quite some time now. I miss hockey. Uh, yes, I was a hockey, I was a Atlanta Thrasher <laughs> fan. Uh, but we're going to uh, reminisce on the Atlanta Thrashers on Sunday show. So join us for that as well. So, um, Y'all, y'all be safe out there. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Have a good evening. Yep. Tell them boys, play time's up.